Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Peg Warmers. I'm Kevin. And I'm Jordan. And we're here to talk about toys. Yeah. Thanks for being back on, Jordan. Thank you for having me again. I love yep. being here. Uh, you know, I'd love to be here every time, but, you know, I can't always be the guest of honor. There's <laughs> there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, it, it, everyone seems to enjoy being on, and people that, that that are on want to come back, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the worst thing would be if I ever had somebody on, and they're like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it really, like, really wasn't, wasn't feeling it. Yeah. So it's <laughs> nice It's nice that we have a, a little small kind of family of people that keep looping back through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Keeps things interesting. Um, we recently were at my house for a basically an estate style s- sale. Yeah, kind. Of, I mean, it's like you call it an estate sale, and it sounds like you've died. It does. <laughs> it's. A, it, I, I was actually calling it the "I'm not dead yet" estate sale yeah. to some people, but it's the death of your bachelorhood. It was the death of my bachelorhood. So anyway, that's kind of where this episode is going. Yeah. But we're going to start with the topic of news. Yeah. All right. Mattel launches <laughs> He-Man and the Masters of the Universe interactive experience on Roblox. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of bizarre. I was really, you had me like all yes. day and then at the very last second, the word Roblox, Roblox popped up and I was just like, all interest is out the window now. So Motu fans <laughs> and Roblox players of the world of Eternia, where players can compete in player versus player battles as their favorite character from the animated Netflix series, He-Man and that the Masters makes, of the Universe. That makes so much more sense. So I it's think, the kitty brand, He-Man, that makes, combined with Roblox. Again, just so much more sense knowing that. I always forget already that He-Man's like a thing again for yeah. younger kids. Like there's a younger, there's like there's a show for them and toys for, them. for the older nerds like us, right? And then there's like a new kitty show for yeah. the new generation who has like no idea what we're so upset that things aren't the same. The, uh, <laughs> the reason that I'm excited about something like this is because this is the kind of thing you need to keep that brand alive. You yeah. gotta get young kids in. Absolutely, it's the biggest problem that things like GI Joe deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you gotta find a way of bringing in the next generation. Yeah. So you gotta like, keep it going and like keep that, that ball rolling to have, uh, the next gen of kids interested in continuing to buy and support the brand. Yeah. So like, they're not going to want toys of stuff if they don't have the interaction. And, right. Like, they've got the show on Netflix now, which is fun. And they've got yeah. toys for that, which is fun. Uh, so now an interactive game with Roblox, which is, is one of the top most popular games still out there right now. And it's probably a lot easier to, to put your characters into Roblox than it is to find somebody to develop a whole game yeah. just for you. Never mind that it's a very simplistic looking game. So yeah. like it's not like they have to worry about pouring over hours and hours of graphics to make sure things look right because it's going to look stylized anyway, yeah. which is so fun. It makes a lot of sense. I, I'm hoping 
it does well for the brand. And we've yeah. seen sim- similar things to this. We've seen Batman in Fortnite. We've seen Snake Eyes in Fortnite. We've seen pretty much everybody in Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite pretty much. is a, a force to be reckoned with, with but guest th- stars. It's cool that this is like, I mean, I don't know how many characters, but it, it's a sure. whole. It's like a world. It's a world. It's not just, oh, here we're throwing one guy in yeah. for you. So yeah, I do like that I aspect I think that's of fun. It. I think that'll be really cool to like let Roblox players get into like Eternia and do yeah. all sorts of fun missions, I guess. I don't actually, I've never played Roblox personally. Okay. I know I've seen the toys. I've got several of them because I, I actually don't know where they came from. Um, <laughs> I have a bad habit where I just sort of end up with stuff. Uh, but I really liked, uh, there's like a duck boat. Okay. And uh, I ended up with the duck boat and then a bunch of figures that came with the duck boat. <laughs> that, like I definitely don't remember buying, but I have it. And uh, it sure is there. <laughs> Interesting. All right, so after news, we usually do new to the collection. Yes. Uh, You actually brought something that came from the estate sale at my house. Yes, it did. Um, I brought this 1992 bendy figure of Cheesy-Saurus Rex, Mm. the Kraft Mac and Cheese mascot, uh, in a basketball uniform that says USA Basketball. Um, It's based on the Olympics. I guess he's for the Olympics, uh, because mac and cheese, as we all know, is the food of athletes' choice. And... uh, I was posting some pictures online uh, uh, to, just to kind of get a little bit of buzz going on Facebook and stuff when I was going to do the sale. Yeah. And it was literally a photo of random action figures that I was uh, partnering with. And Jordan immediately was like, oh, I want the Cheesy Source Rex. I, I did a spit take at the computer screen. <laughs> like I was like at a laptop, like typing and scrolling and all of a sudden I was like, <laughs> like I need it. I was like, is that a toy of Cheesy Source it, Rex? It is. I got him at a, at, a, at a yard sale for 50 cents one time. I love it. So is, I, I put him away. I didn't even put him out for sale and then gave him to Jordan later on. Yeah, and I'm going to treasure him forever because this is going on my random stuff that doesn't fit anywhere else in my collection shelf. The perfect uh, which, place for him. Which is where he he's going to end up next to like Pimp Skeleton and yeah. like uh, Skull Attack Jack. Okay. And like all the other figures that don't really make sense to own, but like I had to have. Um, but this is definitely one that's going to, this place goes to home. I grew up, uh, I mean, I always love Mac, who doesn't love Mac and Cheese? Uh, monsters don't like mac and cheese, but everyone, every normal person likes mac and cheese. Um, and Cheesy-Saurus Rex, of course, as a, di- as a dinosaur nerd growing up, was right. like the coolest, like, it was like, oh my god, this mac and cheese is sold to me by a dinosaur? I'm in. Uh, I love it. So I was very much a fan of Cheesy-Saurus Rex, and up in, they, I, I don't think they use them anymore. I don't think so. I feel like they retired him, but like, he was in use up until, like, semi-recently like within the last decade they retired he was they did he was one of those guys like the like the kool-aid man that you you would get a lot of merch for him because you could like mail away for stuff yeah. so kids at school had cheesy source rex t-shirts absolutely and stuff growing up and it's one of those characters where it's like he's timeless yeah like there was a different it was it, largely the same actually i was gonna say there's a different iteration for every generation but realistically cheesy source rex has been an eternal force that hasn't really changed at all. I think they eventually made him 3D looking. Right, like, switch the animation style. Yeah, but other than that, like he even the stylized stylization of that looks the same. Okay. So it's like everything else changes with the times, but Cheesy-Saurus Rex is like just the same. He stays the same. He's like that focal point in time that never actually grows or evolves. <laughs> and I love it. So this is, this is one of my new personal favorite things uh, to go on my shelf. I brought with me Masters of the Universe Origins Clawful. Clawful! He finally arrived. Uh, the back of the package shows off Sun Man, who is an exciting new member of the Masters of the Universe brand. Yeah, he is. And the Horde Trooper, who I'm super excited to army build. Yeah. Because the original Horde Trooper is too expensive to get more than one of. Of course. And having been a fan of the Shira cartoon show and loving the Horde figures, yeah. 
I need me some army builders. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm excited for this wave to become a little bit more um, commonplace. I, <laughs> I got this guy from Bit, uh, Big Bad Toy Store yeah. waiting for the rest of the figures to come in. Uh, but it, when that Horde Trooper hits stores, if I can find any, I'm going to snag a few more of them. Absolutely. I'm a big uh, fan of army building uh, for the few characters that I get to army build. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's definitely going to be a good time with the Horde Trooper, I think. Yeah, I think he's going to be a tough one to find because everyone's going to snag. Him. I brought something uh, that's not; it's kind of a peg warmer, only okay. because the they seem to be shipping in full cases. Okay. Um, but a couple episodes back when I was here, I talked about my desire and need to track down uh, from the Dollar Tree. Oh uh, yeah, from their final faction line, Churro the Chihuahua that drives a mech dog. It's a dog mech suit. So it's a little dog that drives a bigger robot of another dog um, named Fido. I actually bought one for you. That's amazing. (laughs) Enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) So, yeah, no, I I found him and I bought one to bring here and grace the set. I I appreciate it. So that he can always be here. But now I have one. This is going to go in my car and live in the car. There you go. And he'll be my random toy whenever I have to go somewhere. I need to bring a toy with me. Your emergency toy. My emergency toy is gonna be my backup. <laughs> That's awesome. I I love so much about this, and like I'm gonna pair. I have the what is his name Kit from Fortnite. Oh yeah, yeah. That drives a mech suit, right? Which unfortunately, fortunately, isn't a mech suit of a bigger cat, right? Which would have been hilarious. But, uh, you know, a dog that drives a bigger dog is just really great conceptually to me. Even better that it's from the dollar stores. Final Faction Final line, faction which line. is just fantastic so far. And, um, yeah, man, I, I'm super hyped that he exists. And <laughs> I'm glad to have brought one for you, and then you brought one for me, so now I get to... I have two. There you go. <laughs> so our main topic for today is being a vendor. Ooh, yeah. Toy shows, flea markets, or in the case that that uh, we experienced together was, was the estate sale at my yeah. house. Um, so for those of you that, that don't know, I recently... Um, packed up my collection and got ready to move. Um, selling my house because I, I was getting married. And uh, so part of that process was just like eliminating doubles and stuff that I didn't really need anymore and just stuff I know isn't going to fit. I know I, – I'm, I went from having uh, a house to myself to having a house with a family. So even if I have a large – bedroom or a basement and, and i don't know what space i'm going to have yet exactly because we don't have this new house yeah i know the collection is gonna have to shrink some it's gonna have to be a little bit more, more curated a little more focused yeah so i had kind of been talking to a buddy of mine about it'd be great if there was like a small sh- toy show i could vend at like uh like a firehouse show or something like that yeah and uh and, th- and then all of a sudden i just kind of was like why don't i just do it here it was the middle of winter so it's like I, who wants to carry this stuff out why don't we just try and get people here yeah, and so I ended up uh, putting it together, and I asked Jordan to come, and my friends Rose and Tony from RetroCon came. My buddy Nick, who was part of the Inception, didn't end up coming. He his job changed, and he was like working nights, and, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of a mess. But uh, it turned out to be a pretty good event. Yeah, it was it, fun. It would have been nice to have a few more people come. It's a tricky thing to promote, though, because like a lot of Facebook groups don't let you promote events if it's not, like, an official kind of thing. Like, yeah. it's, it's not, like, promoting RetroCon or something like that. It yeah. was just like, here's my hey, yard come sale. come to my house. Yeah. yeah. But I think the people that came had a good time. Absolutely. And I, I keep running into people uh, that know me from, from other things. They're like, hey, 
I saw you in the background of that Cinema Sickness video yeah. from the estate sale. What did you buy there? And I'm like, I was selling my crap. It wasn't. It was funny it about wasn't my those house. guys in particular. I kept running into the Cinema Sickness guys. I never, oh, okay. I never met them before. All right. I never even heard of that channel. Now I watch it constantly. Yeah, no, they're but great. But like, I'd never met of or heard of those guys before the sale at your okay. house. And they bought stuff from me. They bought stuff from you. I personally sold them a Laura Dern figure. Yeah. Uh, which they were excited about. Uh, naturally. And um, after that day, I ran into them like two more times That's funny. within a month of that, just out and about while thrifting. Okay. So it was like, I just keep seeing those guys now. That's really funny. Yeah, they're, they're really cool guys. Yeah, um, I've, I've met them through RetroCon, I guess. Oh, cool. Um, and then I see them at almost every show we go to. So I, yeah. when, when I was doing the sale, I was like, you know, sent them, sent them a message like, hey guys, you know, I'm selling some toys. Because they're obviously, they do daily thrifting videos pretty much so they're yeah. always looking for some place to go yeah absolutely. and i was like this is going to be a unique setup anyway uh to do to do a video on so it turned out great i think people had fun watching it and getting yeah. to see a little bit more of a tour of what what we were selling and, and those guys are always high energy so it's always fun to absolutely. watch absolutely yeah it was a good it was a good time for sure so that that uh sale i i, I still debate whether it was a bigger distraction than it was worth but i did have fun with it yeah it was one of those things it eased my like anxiety of getting rid of stuff it's very hard when you're a collector to part with things you you build this weird attachment to the stuff even if it is a double and you don't really care it yeah. just it's like it it's just one of those weird things we've accumulated this stuff and you got to part with it and so setting up the the sale and kind of having that one day of owning a toy store feeling was a lot of fun but it definitely did uh, distract me from packing. Yeah. I spent a lot of time. I basically packed my living room and dining room, um, all the stuff that was in those rooms that I wanted to keep, and then as I was packing other things and going through other things, I would bring those things out and put them in the living room and the dining room. And then you were in my kitchen, actually. Yeah. Uh, so we had me and the Girl Scouts. <laughs> yes, my nieces were there selling Girl Scout cookies. They actually, I think they did the best of the they whole They easily made more money than anybody that Because the vendors all bought from them. Absolutely. All the people that came to buy toys bought, bought Girl Scout cookies. Boxes of cookies. It was it was a good day for them. <laughs> uh, but it was it was a fun setup. Um, Rose and Tony brought a few things. Yeah. And, uh, and they're always great to see. I love RetroCon, yeah. so like it's nice to see them outside of then because usually for RetroCon they're too they busy are to talk, running around and yeah. nonstop, and they are uh, a force to be reckoned with on those days, which is you know good for them. I'm so like happy that their con does well. Yeah. Um. But like it's it was nice to have some downtime and we're not just like running around like crazy. Right. A little bit uh, of to be able to actually socialize. And yeah. Yeah. We good. all had it's pizza always, together at lunchtime exactly. and stuff. It was great yeah, it was to good. See them. Yeah. So some of the big things that I sold, which I didn't want to deal with shipping or hauling to a, an auction house or anything like that yeah. was was a bunch of like playset almost shells uh, a lot of a lot of the playsets in my collection over the years I bought more than one of at a flea market sure. or in a lot like uh, when I first got back into collecting vintage masters of the universe anytime you buy a lot there's a there's a gray skull in it yeah, like everyone like has gray skull yeah the shell so I had two gray skulls one's fairly complete one is you know, it has, like, the training tool and a weapons rack and, like, the gun or something like that. Yeah. So I sold a Gray Skull. I sold a um, Ewok Village that was mostly complete. I sold two Ghostbuster firehouses. I kept buying firehouses from the Kenner line to upgrade <laughs> my doors, which was crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then I ended up buying a fourth one. Because I got one that didn't have the paint app. You know how they have the purple bricks on the front? There's yeah. there's a variant at the end that doesn't have the bricks. 
And a buddy of mine found a load of 80s and 90s toys in the trash one day. Like he – there's actually an episode on this channel from the old format. He was driving to Doylestown and just like on the side of the road saw the firehouse. And he like went and finished his errand because he was actually for work. Yeah. Like he was dropping a car off um, and he on his way back – stopped in front of these people's houses and just thought he was getting the firehouse basically opened the trunk threw that in looked in the trash can and realized it was just like beast wars transformers there was like a voltron thing all kinds of ridiculous stuff uh so we did a video just sorting through it oh man but i bought the firehouse off of him because it had a paint variant i'm so jealous of having found a pile of it was like beast wars it was insane spot for me i love Beast Wars. it was insane there was a bunch of uh like battle tech stuff and just weird stuff but those are the stories that you like. You see on on Facebook groups, and you're like, yeah. "It's it's all crap." Is they're making this up? You know? Yeah. It strange things happen sometimes. I mean, no, you you find stuff. I remember one time I found um I was stopped at the Circle Thrift in like Fishtown. Okay. And I found a bag, and it was eight dollars for the bag, and it was like just a giant bag of G1 Transformers. Weird. And I had a complete um, I forget his name. He's uh, the Radio Shack Shockwave. Oh yeah. I had it complete. Wow. Perfect condition. Mint. That's it was crazy. Beautiful. Whatever. I paid eight bucks for the bag. I had him. I had uh, I think Top Spin. Uh, what's the one? It's like there's two of them and they're almost the same. Yeah. But like one Top Spin and Twin that, Twin Twist. That's it. I had both of them. Okay. Um, I had. A, they're pretty common. Yeah, yeah. No, I had most of a Star Scream. Okay. I'm missing like one fist, I think. Okay. But like it was like a lot of almost complete Transformers in pretty decent shape. I'm just like. What happened here? Like, yeah. did somebody die? Like, I don't understand. How did this get <laughs> here? Somebody left it at their girlfriend's house? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly, you, know, you can tell. Like, I remember one day I went to, I, I, I thrift a lot for okay. things. So, like, I went to um, Second Avenue, which is, yeah. like, way up by Philadelphia Mills, formerly Franklin Mills. And um, there was one day I walked in there, and, like, you could see there was, like, a franticness going on at the toy section. Mm. Someone donated a whole collection of Pops. Wow. Uh, and they were all 12 bucks. And they had, like convention exclusives and like a bunch i personally got away with like i think i bought like four or five okay because i got what i could before other people got them yeah uh, but like i i ended up with probably 200 bucks worth of stuff for like under 50 bucks i gotcha um and it was it was just like insane watching it was like blood in the water watching people flip out over someone donated pops and i'm like somebody either died or broke up with someone. Yeah. Like, there's no way that you just do Because, like, even if you were just unloading them, you would probably sell them. Yeah. So, like, either... So, somebody had to not know what these are and got rid of them just to get them out of the house, or just was being vindictive. Like, <laughs> there's no way that that just happens. Yeah, no. That doesn't... <laughs> that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. So, and then shortly after the estate sale, maybe two weeks later, I was actually a vendor for the very first time at a show somewhere. I've, yeah. I... Like I did flea marketing as a kid a little bit, yeah. But in general, I, I don't, I don't uh, want to give up a whole day. Like it's a pretty big commitment. It is to do to do yard sales and things like that. Um, but uh, my friend Ed Rents, who uh, goes by Raiders of the Lost Toys online, yeah, he has um, like booths in a couple of different antique stores. Sure. And so the uh, antique on the Evergreen, which is in New Jersey. Um, they were hosting like a toy show. They have like a back area, a pretty big space. Yeah. And, uh, so they were selling tables. They were pretty cheap. And it was around the same time I was like looking for one of these small toy shows, but I'd already sort of committed to the idea I was doing my own. Yeah. So basically everything from the sale at my house that didn't sell there, Went I hauled to, to there yeah. and, you know, marked down a bunch of stuff and sold, tried to get rid of, you know, even more. 
Um, but that was a lot of fun. I actually was next to uh, Mike Bro, who's been on the show oh, before. I love Mike Bro, yeah, yeah. And actually, Rose and Tony were on the other side of me <laughs> at that show. So it was, you know, the same a people that I, yeah, a little family reunion. It was, it was great. Um, Chris Lamont and a bunch of other vendors that I, I run into at shows all the time Absolutely. were there. Um, but it was a, it was a good time. The, the harder thing with that show was now I was working with a table limit, right? So it's easy to take way more stuff than you can put out. Absolutely. Like when it was in my house, it was just like. Put it let me hang fill this bookcase. Let yeah. me yeah, hang it on the wall, pile stuff up, whatever. Uh, so so trying to figure out about how much stuff you can fit, plus a little extra, because you always want to be able to fill in the space after Absolutely. something goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was kind of interesting. But it, both both experiences were really good. Yeah. The biggest thing I learned, I think, from the estate sale, what I really should have done was the day before, I should have taken pictures of some of the better stuff I was selling and put them on marketplace. Because I did it the other way around. Mm. Things that didn't sell, like the Defiant, I put on Marketplace. And then I had all these people coming to my house the next day or two days later, and you guys weren't there anymore. And I had already started putting stuff away. Yeah. And it was like, (sighs) if these people had just been here two days ago or three days ago, this would have been even better. And that would have been a great way to kind of get the word out to people that collect but aren't in the, like – toy groups necessarily yeah. a little bit more casual collectors yeah, yeah. Um, but i had fun with all those people that came out um a couple one of the guys actually i've run into a bunch of times at local shows never knew his name but totally recognized his face yeah and he's like i think i bought tickets from you at retrocon and i was like i'm always i'm always working at the at the, the registration stand yeah. i'm like i totally know you from that yeah <laughs> so it's kind of funny so i i i, I sold it your thing yep. uh, i'm one of those people where i am not necessarily a vendor but I do tend to stockpile things for when the okay. day comes. Yeah, yeah. So like every once in a while, people know people in my family and my friends like know that like I sell I sell things okay. sometimes. Um, and even if they know that I'm not like I don't actively do flea markets or toy shows or like conventions or anything like that. But like maybe twice a year, I'll book a booth at like Punk Rock Flea Market or some other small toy show or something like yeah. that, or just a small flea market. I'll go do Roosevelt Mall Flea Market, for example. Okay. It's a big outdoor setup. It's really hot, so you got to, like, really pick your days well yeah. or bring a tent. Uh, but, like, I don't sell often, but when I do, I sell hard. Okay. Um, so, like, I'll bring stuff, and I, I usually make way more money than I expect to make in a day. Okay. Um, so I'll make, like, two or three week, weeks worth of paycheck in, like, a day of selling toys and stuff that just – Things I cherry pick from around the house or things that I've just decided I'm kind of over this or like I don't really watch this show anymore. I'm not into it. So let me just unload all of my paraphernalia for it. Or um, perfect example, my cousin grew up as a big – when she was younger, was a huge Little Mermaid fan. So as she grew up, that was when that was like the hot things. There was yeah. a ton of merchandise. So I ended, she ended up with all this brand new in-box, untouched Little Mermaid merchandise and like things like – clock radio and a landline phone that looks like a seashell it's a shell phone okay um and like a music box and like like all these different dolls and figures and collectibles and like notebooks and folders and like look at this stuff isn't it neat yeah her collection was very complete complete. (laughs) uh and eventually it all ended up in my grandparents attic and unfortunately i got tasked like i want to say two years ago now uh with cleaning out that estate gotcha uh, my grandparents had both passed right so we found the stuff. I was like, hey, I just found all your Little Mermaid stuff. And she's like, you sell stuff, right? Do you just want to take it? And I'm like, 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Sure. I'll take that. And I cannot tell you right already right now, I've sold maybe half of it. Okay. Because when I when I find the people who want to buy it, it all, they buy a lot. of You them. had a few of those items I at my house. A few of them yeah. in your house. I brought some of the high ticket items, hoping maybe some people would be like, you know, yeah, you, you, the right audience. The right audience. I remember, I if I take them to the punk rock flea market, I usually sell it really fast. Okay, like for some reason, the people there are really into the Little Mermaid. Uh, might but, just be the right age group. Might just be yeah, it's like exactly the right spot. Yeah. Uh, but like they're so much stuff like that it just it goes yeah um, and like if you find the right market for it people just will end up giving me things where they're like hey um you like movies and stuff right i'm just getting rid of all my physical media do you want to take all these dvds and i'm like okay i'm yeah. not gonna fight you on that right i'm like i don't need most of these they're like well sell them it's fine i'm like okay <laughs> so then i'll end up with like three giant tubs of dvds i'm trying to sell which i mean for a buck a piece sure it adds up yeah um, and the, usually the DVDs are what ends up selling because people, I always end up with horror movies, which is like a really high ticket item at events yeah. that I go to. So it's like between random toys that I've just come across or decided I'm no longer into and, and things like that from around the house, uh, that I end up with or promo items from things. Oh yeah. Uh, people buy that stuff and yeah. it's, I end up doing really well at the very few events that I do, but like, I just mostly collect the stuff cause I like collecting it. And eventually it just becomes too much for my house and I need to share some of that wealth. Yeah. So I generally have taken in the past the easy route mm -hmm. and I take stuff to an auction house. And yeah. I obviously there's higher fees with that. Like yeah. you're, you're getting the profit when you sell it yourself, but you're doing all the work. Yeah. So I have tended to do the other route and I don't, I don't really know why. Other easy. than that, I yeah, it's just kind of easy. So, yeah. you know, maybe once a year I, I will do kind of what you were saying. I'll unload some stuff to an auction. Sure. Um, and I ended up doing that with some of the higher-end things. Like I, when I did the sale at my house, I had everything I wanted to get rid of basically there. Yeah. And then the stuff that was a little bit nicer, like I had a bunch of um, – boxed Master Universe Classics figures. Yeah. Those stuff I sent to the auction. The stuff like loose action figures and a few leftover pops. I had those Power Ranger, the unhelmeted Power Ranger pops. Yeah. They went to the toy show with me then, and they yeah. somebody bought all of them. Like, it's the full set, you know. Yeah, no, I, honestly, I almost bought those, but I, <laughs> I have so many. I have, like, <laughs> 1,200 pops in my house, and I already have the regular helmeted Power yes. Rangers, and I was, mentally I was just like, I don't need them. Well, that's, I don't need them. I don't that's need why them. I parted with them. I, uh, just, my... My fiance at the time and I were packing stuff at my house, and yeah. she was taking care of putting the pops back in their boxes because I displayed them out of the boxes. Sure. And uh, and I said to her, like, you know, do I do I need both sets? And she goes, Well, did you have them on display? And I was like, No, these guys were in the basement in a tote. She's like, Then you probably don't. And I was like, You're right. So put them up for sale. It's you know, tricky with certain brands, like things like Power Rangers, because like you want to buy all of them. Or yeah. like with the pops with them, I have like the regular versions and then they released the, the clear pop. glitter holographic versions yeah. or whatever. And then they released the unhelmeted version. It's like, oh man, I want to buy those other two sets, but like, do I need? And I was really excited about the unhelmeted ones when they came out. Yeah. But long term, like once the excitement of the the buy is over, yeah. you know, five years later, I'm like, eh, Yeah, like, for me, whatever. it was, like, I was really hyped they made Goldar, yeah. finally, because he was one that was, like, high on my list. Like, I'm still mad they haven't made Bulk and Skull. 
Um, but that's like, I think the short list of stuff that I really want at this point from that line. Like if they did Bulk and Skull to round it out, I'd be happy. Yeah, that would be good. I think that would be a good like end piece. Just do it as a two pack, do it as a convention exclusive if you have to just get them out there. Uh, cause those are like the last, I think key figures missing unless they want to start piling out monsters right. or doing other seasons, which is like a whole rabbit hole box yeah. of things you don't need to do. Um, they just, I don't see the rest of them selling as well. Yeah. I don't see other seasons. It, you'd have to really cherry pick which season you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Do. Like unless you're doing like whatever the current one is at the time, like trying to go back and fill in, it's like impossible. Yeah. Like, even, even the current season, I, I think you'd run into issues cause it's just not as it's wide. Not, it's not ma- yeah. as mainstream. No, it's yeah. not. It's not. And I think it's moving to Netflix now. So it's like, yeah. it's like a whole thing it's where it's definitely, there's going to be a lot of new, new things going on with Power Rangers, I think in the near future. I do too. Uh, but it's. It's one of those brands where I feel like there's more pops to be made, but you have to really pick and choose what you're yeah. going to do with it. But it's the thing with pops. It's like they can do literally anything. anything. And those those things always go at flea markets yeah. and at events and things like that because everyone collects them. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't collect them, there's probably at least a couple that you'd consider buying. So, like, I know that out there of you guys watching, I know there's at least a few of you who are going to be like, I'm never going to buy one of those. I guarantee you there's at least one that you would probably buy if you haven't already. If there's just, uh, just the right character. There's going to be that one character that you're like, I got to get that. Because you do. Everyone's yeah. got one. Like, I know my my dad has never, he's always supported me in the things that I do. And he understands. Like, he, I grew up collecting toys and stuff. And people were always, why do you let him get all these toys and stuff? And his, his stance has always been, well, there's way worse things he could be into and trying to spend money on. Right. Uh, which is true. Uh, and, you know, I appreciate that he always was there for me and supported me in that. And, like, he would totally buy me stuff if I couldn't afford it myself as a kid. So, like, I always appreciated that. And, like, one of the few things, my dad really loves the Grateful Dead. Okay. And they made a Jerry Garcia pop. So I was able to give it to him for his birthday one year. And it was, like, a, a little thing that was, like... Connects the two Find of you. a way to connect the two yeah. of us. Or, like, my, my stepmom, who... You know, we've had a rocky relationship over the years. We're great now, which is fantastic. But she has... Uh, I helped her her daughter find her a Wicked Witch of the West pop, who's actually really hard to get now and okay. very expensive. But, like, we ended up getting her the Wicked Witch of the West because she loves the Wizard of Oz and she likes the Witch... Wicked Witch. There I can't even talk. Wicked <laughs> Witch. The Wicked Witch. She likes the character. Um, okay. So we got her the pop because that's something that's, like, even if she doesn't like toys and collectibles and things, she can appreciate that there's this character that she loves. Right. And she wants it. Um, so she loves having that one. And my dad loves having the one that he has. And, like, that's yeah. all that they really would ever need. And that's... But, like, there's a big slice of that Funko Pop market that is just the one-off. The person yeah, the person on their desk at their office. It's the only toy, the only collectible thing they really own. But, yeah. you know, it's their favorite Every, Everybody's character. got at least one Pop that they want to have if they don't already have it. So it's... I mean, that those things, every time I bring those to the, the events that I'm selling at, they almost always, I sell through at least half what I bring almost every yeah. time. No, I can every see time. that for sure. <laughs> so what are some things that you would say are tips for somebody that's going to vend for the first time? Things you should do, shouldn't do, or how do you like decide what you're going to bring? Uh, so price stuff ahead of time, even if you don't put prices on things, yeah, have a mental huge. list of what, like mentally know what things are worth. Like you want to know going in what every item you're trying to get rid of is worth. Don't be looking so, it up on your phone. Don't look it up during yeah, the show. Don't, but also, even if you don't put a price sticker on it, ask someone occasionally what they think they, what is it worth to them? Yeah. Or like, I know my big thing is I always up price and then like, I know what I want for. So say if I were to sell something and I wanted to make, I want to get at least 20 bucks on this. I'm yeah. going to market 30 bucks. Cause I know they're going to try and haggle. Okay. Uh, cause every time you go to a flea market or a show where you're vending, 
people never want to pay whatever the ticket price is. Okay. So I'll, I literally almost always up price my stuff. Uh, and it's look, it looks more expensive, but then yeah. you're like, don't worry about it. Tell you what, it's this much if you want it. I know, I know. And the way I'm I had- happy, they're happy because they don't think they're getting the price that it's marked. Yeah. Um, and I also, I have a soft spot for kids. I always, every time, give a discount if it's for a kid. If you're selling toys yeah. and there's a kid who wants something that's cool, I don't care how rare or expensive it is. If it is for a child, let them have it for, like, cheap. I don't yeah. even care. I remember I sold a kid a, I think it was Mayfax or figure. I had an... an uh, the alien from Alien. Okay. Like I had the like the big chap. And yeah. It was an import figure from. It was a Bandai import. It was really nice. He was normally an expensive figure, and I let a kid have it for like fifteen bucks because it was what he had. And that kid's the smile on his face was yeah. worth anything I would have gotten on that figure more than fifteen dollars. Right. And like to me that feels good because I know that yes I sold out I like missed out on some money on that figure, but. It's going somewhere, to me at least, that it's going to be in a good home where that kid loves that thing already. And, like, to me, that's more important than making the extra few bucks. No, I'd, rather, I... I'd rather my toys go somewhere. Like I said, I don't sell for the sake of selling most of the time. I usually right. sell because I need to make space. Yeah. So I, I'm much more about getting things to a home where they're going to be, like, cherished, you know? So, like, I mean, if you're trying to make money, I mean, I'm giving terrible advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're you're like me and you just really just have too much stuff... Uh, which I absolutely always have too much stuff, uh, then, you know, try and look at things that way. No, that's a good idea. Um, I use, I was trying to use post-it notes for price tags because I didn't want to mark things up. But a lot of times the post-it notes fall off of stuff, which is very frustrating. Post-its are also tricky because people can really easily switch post-it notes. Yes. Unless you write the thing, name of the thing on it, it's, like, really difficult. Yeah. Um, and it's, I've seen people do that stuff. So like, I know they do it. Yeah, no, I've seen people do shady I, stuff. I used to use price stickers and then people were weird because there was an actual sticker on it. Like usually I'll just like try to bulk price things. Okay. Or like if someone walks up and expresses interest, they'd be like, well, most of them are this much, but there's a few that are a little more, you know, like for the pops or whatever. Yeah. I'd be like, they're all like eight bucks except for like this small stack over here and they're individually priced. So like, let me know. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's easier to sort of spread things out a little more that way. And like it gives people, the other thing is if you have a limited amount of space, I cannot tell you how much it helps to have either click together builder shelves or uh, the easiest thing I've ever used for these is milk crates. Yeah. Uh, if you can get milk crates and some zip ties, you have immediate instant shelving that turns into storage when you have to take it all home. So, like, I remember at one point, I just had all these milk crates zip-tied together on a table stacked, like, four high, and it was full of stuff. And at the end, I just sort of leaned it over, cut the <laughs> zip-ties off, and loaded them into the car without having to take anything apart. That's not a bad idea. It was really, really easy, and it was just, like, a really clean-cut display. Yeah. Like, I, I had, like, a lot of books and movies and stuff up. I was able to pile more stuff into there when I was leaving, but, like, it was still, like, just so much easier to pack it all up. So, if you're sense. trying to work on a limited amount of space and budget... Uh, definitely milk crates and zip ties are a good way to go. Make sure you know if you're getting a table or a chair where yeah. you're going because if you have to stand all day or you have to put your stuff on the ground, that's going to suck. Yeah. Um, I personally always bring a cooler with me, like yes. a big hard cooler, because one, then I have snacks or drinks, and two, then I guarantee myself a seat because mm-hmm. that way that's something that's sturdy enough to support the weight of a human body and yeah. you can sit on it if you need to. If you get a chair, fantastic. If not, you have the cooler and it's like, you know, it's discreet. And uh, it's not really, like, in the way because it's being used for things. And right. if you need to, even if you don't put food or drink in there, you can use it for a storage of other stuff. Like, say you bring something and you're like, oh, I didn't mean to bring that. You can throw it in there. It's out of sight, out of mind. No one's trying to buy it from you. You won't accidentally sell it. 
Um, you could use it to keep your money in there. People don't know what's in your cooler. They're not, especially if you're sitting on it, it's a good place to keep your change or your excess bills. Yeah. Um, or like bags. That's actually a good thought too, is like, make sure you bring change. Always if you are bring selling, change. you got to have change. Every time I go to a, a flea market, I always have at least $30 in ones, uh, at least $30 in fives, a couple of tens. Yeah. Because people always come in with 20s. Everybody shows up with a 20. Everybody shows up with a 20. Uh, and also, as a rule, I generally try not to price anything with change. Yeah. I try like, and even I'll accept amounts. change if someone's like, I'll give you 50 cents for this thing you wanted a dollar for. Like, sure. Okay. Half the time at that point, I'll just be like, just take it. Yeah. Because it's not worth my time to deal with quarters. Yeah. But like, I just don't price anything under a dollar. Uh, I also, my personal favorite thing that I do every time I do one of these, I have this old piece of luggage. It's like a suitcase that like is hard. Sh- it's a hard oh, shell okay. suitcase and it like just flips open. Yeah. And I just filled it with a bunch of little stuff that is not worth anything. It's not like it's worthless, but like yeah. just a bunch of little stuff that's knickknacks and things that it's like, uh, give me a dollar for it. Right. So I just put everything in the suitcase and I just put a sign on the suitcase that says everything in here is $1. That thing is empty every time. It gets emptied. It's like all extra loot crate stuff and keychains and magnets and just whatever random knickknacks and what have you that are just piled around the house that like, I just need this gone. Uh, and people love that. Or like kids especially love yeah. that because parents would be like, just pick something out of the suitcase. It's right. fine. Uh, and it's, it almost always sells through really fast. I had, um, I had a bunch of dollar stuff at, at the estate sale and yeah. then I took a bunch of that to the the toy show. And I actually took a piece of electrical tape and just marked off like a third of my table. And it just, and I, and I just wrote like $1 at the bottom of it and just dumped a bunch of that out. Every once in a while, if somebody was really into what was there, I would be like, Hey, look under the table. I would just slide out the, like the the refill box. Um, and, and I was making deals on that stuff. If somebody, if somebody had six of them, I'm like, it's five bucks. Like I'm not going to sit here and try and make, like change over it yeah yeah kids if they were really interested i'm gonna just take it you know yeah no every time that's like i said before every time my yeah. kid would come and look at something i'm selling i'd almost always be like it's half whatever i'm asking on it yeah like every time just because it's a kid's gonna appreciate it or like a, usually especially like i remember i'll have something that's like uh a parent would be like no that's too much or it's too big or it's too expensive but like how much do you think it's worth to the kid because i'll I guarantee you i'll match whatever price you want to pay on it yeah because it's like, I, I just would rather, especially, I just rather would see a kid enjoy it. Have somebody have fun with it, yeah. Have somebody have fun with it. Have somebody, like, take it home and cherish it and, like, appreciate it. I'm very much, I think I watched Toy Story too much growing up. <laughs> so for me, it's just like, I just want these toys to be taken care of and, you know, someone appreciates them. Um, even if it's just pops. Like, I've got bins and bins of toys at home that I yeah. could probably just unload if I really needed to. But, like, I don't want to because I love them. Right. <laughs> All right. Any other any other thoughts or, or tips you can think of off the top of your head? Um, bring bags. Bring, yeah. like I said, always bring change. Bring something to sit on. Dress comfortably. Um, make sure you have something to keep your change in, like a, like a coin, like some sort of bag or a money box or something. Make sure that money box is accessible to you, but to no one else, because that's also like a big thing. People will just disappear with your money box. It is rough. I've seen it happen at shows where, like, vendors will lose the whole money box. I remember, yeah, I forget who it was, one of the Comic-Cons I was at recently, somebody told me about uh, one of the vendors, somebody stole their money box. That's crazy. And they were out, like, at least four or five grand yeah. in cash from the weekend. Right. And, and that's, no like, at that to, point, the whole no weekend's a There's no way to recover that. Yeah, it's just gone. And it's just, it's devastating to hear that happen. People are awful. Yeah. Um, 
So it's like, it's tricky, but like, you know, always look for shows that are, are going to be popular and like out there. I mean, obviously look for shows that are going to be getting people there. It's harder for like things like your estate sale. There wasn't yeah. a lot of word of mouth about it. Right. It was like sort of, it doesn't have a, spur of the it doesn't, ha- it, it almost, doesn't have the build that the big shows do. The yeah. build that the big shows do. Cause it was, it was a one-off, but yeah. like if you did like RetroCon or something like that, right. I'm sure you would have sold through almost everything yeah. you're trying to get rid of yeah. in a go. Like. I know I keep debating if I want to do a show like that where I just set up a table at one of the shows. But my problem is, is that every time I go to one of these, and this is very important for sellers, if you're going to a toy show to sell things, do not shop with the money you're making because mm. it's really tempting to just go. And then you, by the time you're leaving, you've refilled your car with all the stuff that you you got rid of equal amount of stuff that you're bringing home. Yeah, uh, It's really hard to do. I always try to limit myself to like, I'm not allowed to buy more than two things. If I'm doing an event, okay. I, I broke that rule at your place. Yeah, um, <laughs> I probably broke even selling at your place. Yeah, I made a, I made okay money, and then I spent about the same as I made. The, probably a little. I probably made more than I spent, but like not by much. I think the one thing, um, and I don't. I'm not trying to like toot my own horn, but like if it wasn't the high end stuff, like the carded Motu class stuff, I really priced stuff. To move because I good. did not want like it was all stuff I yeah. wanted to have gone. Oh yeah. So for the people that were there, it was very easy to impulse buy, and that was why it was great. Then when when people would come for yeah. the marketplace stuff, they were like, "Oh, you got this, you got that, okay, you know." Yeah, it's just uh, it's really easy to get out on. And so that's another thing to think about is is do you want to make every penny you can? Or do you want to unload the stuff? And and people have different reasons, right? Yeah, there of are people Everyone that sells for their own people, people pay their bills by selling toys. Absolutely, they need to they need to get every dollar out of it. Absolutely. If you're just trying to make space in your collection, mm-hmm. market two dollars under what yeah. you think it's really worth, and it's going to go a lot faster. Yeah. And no, so, like when I took stuff to the second show, I already thought I had stuff priced well, but when I went to the toy show, then some of the clunkier things that I didn't want to deal with, like if if it's all going to fit in one box at the end, I don't care. But like. I had a, a Kenner B-Wing that was pretty sun-baked. It was actually one I'd had for years. I bought it at a flea market. Yeah. And it wasn't complete, but I, I had that marked, I think, 30 bucks at my house. And I was kind of surprised nobody jumped on it. Yeah. I marked it down to 20, and it was gone right away. Yeah. You know, like, if you want to move the stuff, just just keep working at the prices. Or yeah. even halfway through the show, you can mark stuff some stuff down. Absolutely. Get out a red pen, start marking things down. It gets people excited sometimes, especially in a show where people are kind of in a contained space. Yeah. If you're doing a small show, people will do two or three loops, and yeah. then they realize, oh, hey, this guy's marking stuff down. Yeah. Sometimes you can, you know, well, I'm, spur I'm some like the sales. carnival barker, so I'll be like, hey, hey, I'm getting you discounts. What, yeah. what can I do for you? What can you? I do? Like, ignore all my price tags. Whatever you're interested in, you talk to me. We'll work something out. I want you to take it home. I don't want to take it home. There you go. Because I don't want this stuff to go home with me. I need to empty this stuff out of my house. Right. So, like, for me, it's very much, you got to be the salesman. Oh, big rule. Be a salesperson. When you're selling at these events, put your phone in your pocket, look up, smile. Actually greet yeah. people when they walk to your space because otherwise you're ignoring them. They're ignoring you. You're not selling anything. Nobody's buying stuff from someone who's playing on their phone. That's like a huge, huge thing that uh, I see people at these shows and they look depressed and like downtrodden that they're even there at that point because nobody's buying their stuff. But I'm like, yeah, it's because you're sitting there frowning on your phone the whole day. Like, what do you want? That's that's actually a really good tip. That's, uh, it's one thing that, like, I you, people don't really think about or consider it because some people just aren't um, socially, I guess, outgoing. Yeah. In that sense, like, not everyone has that, like, jump to it attitude. And they're like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know, it's, you gotta, I worked in retail sales long enough to know that I hate people and that I don't want to do that ever. Yeah. So, like, 
when I have to go out and sell stuff, you really sometimes got to like put on a show. And, it, it makes sense to be engaging. Yeah, you yep. have to be. Feel free to and have it's... a conversation <laughs> with somebody. The longer they're at your table, the more likely they are to see something. So if mm-hmm. you're ignoring them and they just walk by, they exactly. might have seen something. But if you start talking to them and you ask them, what, you know, what are you interested in or anything like that, you may be able to direct them towards things that are on your table that they missed. That or um, one of my other favorite things to do, and this is a, another easy way to get engaging with people, is uh, have something that makes no sense to be at a booth yeah. and overprice the heck out of it. I have a dinner plate sized pin, like a pin with a, like a safety pin on the back. Like you, oh, yeah, yeah. You could wear it. Like it's a, like a, a badge. It's, almost, it's like a big button, essentially, yeah. of NSYNC. And I put a $500 price sticker on that like five or six shows ago. And I always like pin it to my display tower. And I always have people asking me about it. Like, I've, I think my favorite is someone's like, will you take 250 <laughs> but like, <laughs> They're like, what's with the pin? I'm like, what? It's it's price to move, $500. What do you? <laughs> and it's, you know, it's something to, it's a discussion piece. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, re- it's less about trying to sell that. Because like one, nobody actually wants to buy the $500 NSYNC giant button. But people will absolutely talk to you about it. Yeah. So sometimes it's all about bringing the statement piece to make a discussion with people and bring them into your booth. So they're talking to you. They're looking around at more stuff. Maybe they'll see some other weird thing that they didn't know they needed in their life that you brought to the show. Because uh, that's that's what I do. I always have like the most random stuff. I had like a – I forget where I ended up with it, but I had like a really neat – it was like a Barbie – I don't know if it was from like JC Penney or like a Sears catalog or something, but it was like a jewelry box. It was like a jewelry box, but okay. not like not like a you, you know put jewelry stored in it, but like from a store display oh, okay. case worth like you know the felt velvet yeah felt or whatever. And you open it and it's like earrings and like a Barbie bracelet, but it's all like nice. It look I don't know if it was real gold or not, but okay. it was like a really nice looking jewel, little jewelry set. And I put it out for like I don't know twenty five bucks and like. That's a discussion piece. Yeah. Like somebody will look at that. I mean, I think somebody did buy that because Barbie stuff is highly collectible if it's in good shape. Um, Especially now it's going to be even more highly collectible because Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Yeah. She's going to make this a hit. She's going to, she's going to bump Barbie sales like so much. (laughs) Um, I just, I'm excited for that. Like, I don't know why I'm excited for a Barbie movie. I didn't think I would be. Yeah. I would go see that. I think I would see Barbie as a movie. Just the fact that they're making a movie out of a toy line. Who are they going to get to cover the Barbie Girl song for it? Because it's got to be. They said they're not doing it. They're not going to do they it. They said they're not putting the Aqua song in the movie. Mm-hmm. There's been a statement about it, and I think in the last two days, I've read at least three different articles. Talking It'll be about in the sequel the, then. Yeah, or at least in the trailer. It's just it drives me nuts that like, why would you not do that? It seems like even at least for the credits. Or I something, think it's one know? of those things where it's like it's kind of one. It's very dated. Yes, uh, and two, it's. It's a lot. Like, I don't know how much you've listened to that song, but it is a very graphic song. Yeah. Um, so, like, if they're trying to keep it family friendly, I can see why they wouldn't use it. I just feel like nobody, it just goes over people's heads. They Absolutely. just listen it does, to it for the like, silliness of it. Exactly. But, like, uh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> All right, guys. Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for hanging on the peg with us. Make sure you check out Geek Anything. Absolutely. Check out Geek Anything, where the news website where we talk about anything and everything geeky. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.